by lhttps colon slash slash www.selfauthoring.com. The fellow I'm dating now tells me he hasn't seen any red flags from me during our two months of dating. I'm flattered? Reassured? Worried? We toss around the term, red flag, all the time in the dating world. Singles are always looking fr those behavior indicators that something might be a problem in a relationship. No one is perfect, certainly, but it pays to watch out for some of the things I missed in my early forays into dating. Such as, the guy that's late for a coffee date so you're seated and already paid for yours, the lunch date that takes you to Costco for hot dogs, the guy carrying a handgun stuck in the back of their belt, or, yes the one that arrived at our Denny's meeting wearing fur trade reenactor garb. After two dates, a fellow showed up on my doorstep begging me to help him write his will and drive him to cancer surgery early the next morning. Another conveniently forgot his wallet twice, so I could pick up the check. And, there's the house full of large framed photographs of an ex-wife. Red flags are easy to recognize, but often they are just an indicator the person is nervous. I've learned that some simple behaviors are part of a deeper pattern, though, and a relationship with that fellow simply won't bring me joy. Things like a man not making eye contact during conversation he scans the room as if he's looking for someone better. Perhaps he's watching that old girlfriends don't show up, or worse, the police. He talks nonstop about himself asks you very few questions and doesn't let you talk at all. You're not a free shrink let him find someone else to expound to. A date reached over with his fork and began eating my food, as well as his own. Another behaved generously during lunch and laid a large tip on the table, then as we were leaving the restaurant, me going first, he was very much a gentleman, I hesitated to see if he was behind me, looked back, and watched him snap up the tip and pocket it as I was walking out the door. Red flags can be humorous and gal pal talk later, but I sometimes wonder what red flags expose my own issues. Since we know some of our weaknesses, we can hide or modify them when we are trying to make a good impression. I try to be on my best behavior on dates, of course. But I know I'm not perfect sometimes I'm barely functional. So how do I recognize my own faults, especially ones that might impact a relationship? I tell myself I don't want a project man, who needs me to change him, instead I realize that I should be my own project. If I work on myself to become a better partner it should make future relationships more successful. Duh. Going online to search for ideas, I discovered Jordan Peterson, a Canadian psychologist who's become an online rock star in the world of personality psychology. He appeals especially to college-age people, such as his students at University of Toronto. His ideas and advice are targeted to guide people to successful lives along a research-based and unforgiving path. No whiners or blamers allowed. He is a modern guru guiding the understanding of the human condition, along with being a mentor for young people. The internet is full of his recorded talks and lectures. Very popular guy. While I'm much older than Peterson's target audience, I sometimes realize I still haven't decided what I want to be when I grow up. So I enrolled in his online course, Self-Authoring, www.selfauthoring.com, which is a series of writing activities designed to help his college students succeed. Writing about yourself helps you dig deep to explore your past, present, and future. Yesterday I began the course, working through identifying my major faults. Next I narrowed those down to a handful to write about. Then the writing begins, as I respond to prompts that ask me to remember how each fault impacted me at one time or another, how I could have handled the situation, and how I might successfully work around that fault in the future. Simple. Insightful. Valuable. 
As I tap away at the keyboard working through the sections, I find myself identifying overall issues, themes, and problems I hadn't recognized in myself. Influences. Limits. Failures. And successes. I'm only about a third of the way through the program, which is just self-directed writing through the prompts, but it's a template for me, and hopefully I'll be able to modify my behavior and attitude in the areas I recognize. An immediate issue for me is my reluctance to ask questions. Instead of asking, I tend to watch someone and then begin interpreting what I think they mean or might do. I plan to add lots of questions to my conversations with everyone I meet now. It will save me time and agony over wondering what they actually mean, and I won't create my own inaccurate stories about them. I grew up thinking asking personal questions was rude. Today, it's viewed as being more focused and attentive. Asking someone's opinions or goals isn't obtrusive it shows you are interested in them. Listening and hearing what they say is crucial to creating a solid relationship with anyone. How I wish I had asked men about cannabis, ex-wives, and children earlier in some relationships. I could have learned what I needed to know much sooner. Maybe I'll become a better listener. That would turn one of my personal red flags a bit pinker. What do you think? See. I'm working on it right now. Photo by Ravi at Pexel